Hello? Hello? Oh, hey there. Welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. Uh, joining me, Stephen Black, your weekly host. And uh, today we have a special guest, someone who, again, I have the privilege of meeting just through um, doing the podcast and um, kind of networking through this. When I was starting the podcast myself, uh, I was told to look into other podcasters and see what else is out there. And one of the fir- first things I came across was this podcast called TCK Tales. So I looked at this podcast and I was like, this guy has got it going on. He's already doing this. He's got a lot of really cool interviews and stuff. He has a lot of cool TCK stories. And um, so I started looking into him and evidently he's from West Africa. He's a TCK from West Africa. And so I'm like, man, I've got to get this guy on the podcast. We can be podcast buddies and talk about uh, West Africa. So John, welcome to TCK Care, the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It is it is a pleasure. It's funny how both of our podcasts have very similar sounding names. Sometimes I feel like I'm saying my podcast name, I talk about yours and vice versa. <laughs> I hear you. So, John, uh, since, since you know, we're TCKs among other TCKs talking about TCK stuff, I've got to ask you the question. Where are you from? Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a fun question. And I actually have a very different answer to that than most of the TCKs that I know. Um, because of the fact that I have either the privilege or the sadness, depending on which side of the world you're from, to have spent now a majority mm-hmm. of my life in the U.S., um, and in the same place in the U.S. too. Mm-hmm. So I give. T- so I have my short and my long answer, but they're very different depending on um, like who I'm talking to. So my very long answer is uh, I was born in Nigeria, West Africa. Um, that's where I was born. My parents were missionaries there. I lived there till I was about 10 years old. My parents were with Campus Crusade for Christ in Enugu, which is in the south, and then Jos, which is in Plateau State. Most people know Jos because that's where that's been in the news recently. Um, and a lot, but, and then, um, at 10, right around 10 years old, we moved to the U S and then ended up in Mansfield, Ohio, which is now where I would probably call home at this point. Um, that's where I've spent, um, 12 years. Um, yeah, 12 years of my life here. It's a very, very small town in North central Ohio. Fun fact. The Klondike bar was invented here, as was the... No kidding. Um, yeah, I just learned that today. Um, as was the film Shawshank Redemption. It was filmed in Mansfield in our old historic prison. Okay. Um, so... Cool. Uh, yeah, so like when I've been in school and stuff like that, and I wasn't around TCK people, I would oftentimes just um, just say, yeah, well, I'm from Ohio, um, and then be strong Ohio advocate, but when I was around international students, I would drop the Ohio and be like, yeah, no, I'm from Africa, and be a strong <laughs> Africa advocate, um, which yeah, is of course. something I kind of picked up after three or four years of living in the States, um, was to kind of sure. start, uh, and that kind of goes into a little bit of my story, but um, eventually at some point, I kind of stopped being like, oh, I'm the kid from Africa, and just kind of being like, yeah, no, I'm from Ohio, uh, we're cool, let's, let's, let's talk. Yeah. Um, but so I'm from both Nigeria and Mansfield, Ohio. So Jonathan, uh, it sounds like, you know, you had that international experience when you were growing up. I know that you have a lot of, uh, a lot of just culture in your family. Uh, you said your fiance is from Kenya. And so, uh, I feel like culture has always been a big part of your life, cultural diversity, if I may. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I just wanted to ask you, 
Jonathan, how you feel like uh, your TCK experience has um, has affected your career path? Because I know that uh, you're kind of like winding down with school and stuff, and looking at uh, looking at taking the ne- next steps in your career. So I uh, just wanted to ask you if you would uh, just share with us a little bit about what uh, what your careers look like, um, especially as far as your TCK experiences. Uh, played into that yeah absolutely um so my t- my tck experience has significantly impacted my career um right now as i'm finishing up with moody um bible institute in chicago i graduated in may lord willing um <laughs> i am working in radio i work for a local radio and tv station here in mansfield um I work in the advertising and the marketing side mm-hmm. of things, and I've been doing and working in radio since my sophomore year of high school. Um, but, and oh, wow. my TCK experience has really profoundly affected my direction towards that path. So when we moved back to the U.S., I like, I was not in agreement with my parents about moving back to the U.S. I was very much not. My parents um, have this thing where they. I was like, yeah, John was the melodramatic person in the family. We moved, and I'm just sitting there, like, um, screaming, like, you're ripping me away from my home. And all of this just, like, (laughs) super dramatic 10-year-old sadness. And then when we moved back, I, like, both consciously and subconsciously clung on to that, like, that experience and that growing up as, like, that's what makes me different and that's what will define me for my life. Um, Especially when my parents Mm. left staff and I was no longer surrounded by TCKs. Because for the first year, we were in Orlando at um, Campus Crusade headquarters and we were going through a transition program. So I was surrounded by kids who had just recently moved back and we were all just kind of, like, grieving and figuring things out together. Um, And, like, my sister got involved with MK to MK there. Um... And things like that. And then we moved to small town Ohio in the middle of cornfields. And I was like, I need I need something to for people to know that I'm different. So I clung on to that missionary kid identity. Like, my life depended on it. I was at 12. I would just walk up and be like, hi, I'm John. I'm from Africa. What's your name? Um, it was literally just <laughs> yes. how I did. Like, I just, it was, that was just it for me. Um very much not accepting the U.S., accepting American culture. In fact, um, when we moved to our house, the previous owners had an American flag up. And when we first, day one we moved in, I look up at the flag and look at my dad, I'm like, are we keeping that up? And my dad goes, yeah. And I'm like, why? And he goes, because we're in America. And I'm like, are we going to put a Nigerian flag up there? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, we should, because um, that's, that's it for me. That, that's home, yeah. Exactly. Um, And I think, and so then as part of that, as I started to look, um, as I got older, I kind of started like eventually accepting what life would be like, that I'm here, that I'm here forever. But um, always in the back of my mind, I was going back. I always, I I was convinced that the U.S. was going to be a temporary thing. Like I didn't come here on my own volition. My parents did. As soon as I'm able to get out, I will go back there. And so as high school and college started coming up, every potential career, potential job, potential passion that I had was always interpreted through the lens of what will get me to Africa, what will get me out of the country, and what will specifically get me to Africa. And at that point, my only touch point for leaving the country was mission work. So 
it was always, what can I be, what can I use to be a missionary? That was it, which was good because it kept me in the church, um, because I knew that, like, in order to be a missionary, you have to love God, so I needed to love God, even though I didn't necessarily like him or all the, you know, like, as you kind of grow and <laughs> you experiment with your faith, um, I knew that I needed to stay yeah. and keep a relationship with God in order to get me back to Africa. So even, like, my relationship with God was a tool to get me back there. I love that. It sounds it sounds like you were networking with God, like, God, I want to be on your team because I need to get back to Africa. Exactly. I, def- I, hear, exactly. The, I hear you there, John, definitely. And I think I think that there's a lot of TCKs out there who are going to resonate with that deeply, that sense of like, man, you know, this is what I grew up doing. This is my experience growing up. This is my childhood. That in a sense is my home. And this is definitely, you know, leading my passions and defining my choices and all that. So I, I hear you there. There are even some things that like I considered that most kids would um, have, like most kids like, and my parents were encouraging me to do like I considered for a long time um, becoming a lawyer. I have some family members who are lawyers. Um, and uh, I have like, I always knew I had this deep sense and passion for justice. And I love law TV shows. But the one th- so but the one thing yeah. that discounted it was I couldn't figure out how to do law, how to be a lawyer and be a missionary. And so I was like, Nope. And then I told mm. people it was because of the bar. But in reality, it was because I couldn't figure out how to be a missionary. Um, so then yeah. Uh, my sophomore year of high school, I joined the radio class that my high school offered. So my high school owns a small Christian radio station in my in my town. Um, it it's for it's a non-commercial, professional like solid powerhouse radio station, Christian music, and um, because the high school owns it, it's primarily staffed by high school kids. So they have a three-year program, sophomore through senior. First year, you're just kind of learning the industry, learning radio, learning some brief recording things. Second year, it's all production. By middle of the first semester, you are voicing and producing commercials for the radio station. And then um, senior year, you have your own show, and that's the entire class. It's called Radio Internship, but really, you just have a weekend show. So Monday, you go in, you record. Excuse me. Monday, you go and you record. Tuesday and Wednesday, you edit. Thursday and Friday you produce and then prep for the next week. Wash, rinse, repeat. And it was on three hours, Saturday and Sunday nights. Um, And um, so I did that because um, I joined that class because I wanted to do missional radio or I thought I did. Um, I knew our class had a radio station. I loved to talk and I knew that radio was a great tool on missions. And so I was at all three, and so I was like, cool, this is going to be my career career path. I don't know anything else about the industry. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And so I joined the class with the distinct purpose of becoming a radio missionary, um, not knowing anything about the industry. And then I fell in love with the industry. I fell in love with the medium. I fell in love with audio storytelling. um, And God really just birthed a passion in me for that. always still with that lens of missions. I'm always doing missions. Um, I'm always leaving the country. Mm-hmm. All, even up until my senior year, my plan was um, go to college, leave the country. Go to college, leave the country. Go to college, leave the country. Um, and that's how I ended up at Moody, was because Moody had a strong missions program and a strong radio program. I actually joined, it, jumped into Moody as an intercultural major, um, hoping to minor in mm-hmm. radio communications. Then I found out that because of Moody's logistics, communications was one of the few majors that you couldn't minor in. 
Um, and so I decided to major in communications mm-hmm. and maybe take as many missions classes as possible. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so basically the only reason I'm in my job right now is because I'm a TCK, I would say. Um, I don't know if I would have been attracted to radio if it wasn't for seeing as that was my ticket out of the country, um, when I was in high school and right. God has significantly changed my mentality where I'm at. And there's been a lot of work and a lot of healing that happened primarily in college, um, due to, um, partially with my relationship and just with being involved with TCK ministries to kind of change that. And that's no longer the necessarily end goal. Um, which has also opened up a lot of cool opportunities career-wise that I may not have the opportunity to do. Um, so I'm, as you know, I, my plan is no longer to leave the country after graduation, though I still love to do that at some point, but um, it's no longer the absolute end goal. So do you feel like there is an end goal for you that's different than what it used to be? I think so. Um, I think... A lot of the healing and the self-reflection I've been able to be on um, through working with organizations like Mukapa, I um, I realized one that simply to go overseas for the purpose of going overseas in mission work is not a good reason to do mission work. Um, you should do mission work because you are called to do it. Um, and my fiance and I have talked, and we. Um, still very much want to. She grew up in Kenya. We actually moved to the U.S. from Africa the very same year, um, which mm-hmm. is really cool. But yeah. she has this incredible heart to go back to Kenya um, and to completely change the village that she was from. And um, her experience growing up um, as an African in um, Kenya has profoundly affected her career goals and her paths. And as she was applying for grad schools, like you just saw the passion inside of her. She's a nursing major. And so she just has this heart for people who don't have access to proper healthcare, like she did for portions of her life. Um, and mm-hmm. that's been really cool And that. And just seeing that difference of her experience profoundly affected her by birthing a passion in a specific country and my experience was more I just need to get back because I don't want to be here so seeing that juxtaposition um, re- and then um, being mm-hmm. able to be in leadership with Mukapa and um, hear other TCK stories um, has really just like right really just opened up a, a heart for hearing other people's stories and learning through their stories so now my main end goal is just to communicate stories at this point. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I just want to tell really great stories. I want to tell international stories. So I would say that would be my end goal, whether it be here in the U.S. forever or um, end up living overseas. Um, I've, it took me a while to come to terms with never moving, over the, moving out of the country. Um, but I think for me, career-wise, I'll always have an international bend to whatever I do. Um, and that's, that's why I started the podcast. Yeah. Um, was to, I just saw that there was this large pool of people who were hurting and um, who were like me who needed to hear stories and have stories voiced and have their stories voiced that wasn't happening. Um, And so I just, with all of my friends in the MK community at Moody, just started being like, okay, cool, come, let's talk. Just talk with me and I'll put it to the world. Okay, cool, yeah, you come, talk with me. 
I'll put it to the world. And uh, I've had, and my experience here with a bunch of, with monoculturals here in the U.S. has been profoundly interesting to see that there is an audience outside of the church for what TCKs have gone through. Um, I have really yeah. close friends from high school who, um, they refer to me as their African friend. And every time they, every time I meet their friend from college, they're like, oh, you're the guy from Africa. They're like, yeah, oh, okay, tell them this story. Tell them this story. Tell them this story. Um, and what started out as just me trying to be different has um, really profoundly affected our friendship. And now we are really, really close um, because of that. But in addition, like, there is an audience for our experience that I don't think is being, that we're not necessarily telling to other people. And so that's partially why I wanted to get this podcast out was because TCKs need to hear what other TCKs are going through, but so does the rest of the world because so many times I'm having to explain everything that's going on to so many people that I experience, um, that I talked to who had no idea what a TCK is or, um, what it's like to grow up overseas or anything like that. And, um, I think that's the end goal to eventually just be able to communicate the stories I have and the stories I've interacted with, with the broader culture. Mm -hmm. I think that would summarize it the best. Well, that seems like a great goal. I know, you know, TCKs are, TCKs are known for their ability to adapt and for having a, having a relatively broad worldview, uh, by and large. And there's a lot of, there's just a lot of strengths that go along with being a TCK and having that, uh, experience in your formative, in your formative years. And so I think that, um, educating people about the TCK experience and getting those stories out there has a lot of potential to, uh, has a lot of potential to impact society and culture, hopefully. Yeah. Anyways. And so I, you know, I applaud you for adjusting, uh, adjusting your course from starting out, just wanting to get back to Africa and sort of wanting to leave the situation that you're in, so to speak, just, you know, doing whatever you can to get out of here, um, to really taking on, you know, the things that have uh, come along the way and, um, turning that into, uh, uh, turning that into a medium to really impact society and um, change lives for the better um, from getting, you know, from people telling their stories to people listening to stories and finding encouragement in that. So that's great. Good on you, John. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's been cool and it's yeah. been exciting. Um, I didn't necessarily expect the responses I would get from people that I don't even know. Um, the first message I got after mm -hmm. starting the podcast was from someone I have no connection with at all in Australia who works with um, mm. TCKs at a um, international school or in a ministry of some form. And she's just like, thank you for this and for the ability that, like, mm. I understand things better. And it, you, you show things in a very concise way. You're able to explain things and, and just hearing experiences. And I just... Every time I get a message from people, I'm just kind of like, oh, this person listened. Oh my gosh, like this thing that I made is like, I'm sure you've experienced this too. Like this thing that I've made is like affecting people. Like, oh, this is, this is cool. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. John, as we're, uh, as we're kind of uh, coming up on time here, I just wanted to ask if, you know, now that you've been through that transition and have um, had a big change of heart, um, in the, in the middle of that going from, uh, it sounds like going from feeling miserable, um, when you first moved back to, um, having, having purpose, you know, being purposeful now and having a vision going forward for yourself and what you want to do with your life. Um, is there anything that you would say to, uh, perhaps either 
your younger self or perhaps other TCKs who are out there, or other TCK uh, TCK care people, um, what what would you, what would your message be to them? How to um, what would be the message for how to live a live a healthy life or whatever? <laughs> you stole my my lead question for my podcast. I like that, um, but uh, I would probably say the the thing I think that profoundly affected. Um, the shift in me was finally recognizing that um, Ohio was home. Um, I remember specifically where I was when that, like, switch kind of happened. It was my freshman year of my college at Moody, second semester. I was on the bus going through Indiana on my way from Chicago to Ohio, driving past cornfield after cornfield after cornfield. It's the boring part of the Midwest. Um, and I just remember just being like, I'm going home. And that was the first time that I had, um, I think I had consciously called Mansfield my home. Um, Mm. and I think that's when I was like, that's when the switch kind of was like, you know, the U S isn't terrible. Um, this country that, um, I have grown to love full of people that I've grown to love is not terrible. And I started thinking back through um, all of the times where um, life got hard and I realized that every single time I blamed the mm-hmm. U.S. for my hardship. Um, if it was a family conflict or I just wasn't, um, or I was just angry at something, it was always, if we had never moved back here, I would be fine. Um, and my sister and I talked about this on um, an episode of my podcast where we, since moving back, we had this very glorified picture of what Africa was like. Yeah. And for the longest time, I made that fancified picture of Nigeria home and not where I was. And so it wasn't until that I consciously chose to accept the U.S. as as my home. And then also, as a part of that, I made fun of it less. And like as TCKs, we tend to we tend to talk about the U.S. a lot, and I still make jokes, but um, I had conversations with some more, um, with some TCK friends at, um, at Moody who had been around here long, around longer, and um, I noticed that they made less and less of those jokes, or they um, mm-hmm. talked about it less, or they were more, they're more defensive of the U.S. than other TCKs might be, um, because yeah. they've realized that the U.S. isn't that bad. And the U.S. is actually great. And there are beneficial things to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so, and it was at that point also that, um, and this is a whole other episode, but it was at that point that I started missing my family when I went back to college. Um, and, um, but that's a whole other thing. But I started like, it was after that that I started being like, oh, I feel, I feel like it's not just a, we're here, we'll see each other on breaks, but it's a, I want to still be with you, even when I'm gone kind of thing, which I hadn't really had for some of my family, some of my friends, because of that, just I was so good at just that breaking that contact real quick and being like goodbye yeah. for my niche. Um, but did something did change after? After I was like, no, this is my home. This is where I'm supposed to be, and I started missing the place um, too, as well. Um, and then the prospect of living in the U.S. forever mm. and even living here forever started feeling more and more attractive to me. Um, as I started looking at my careers and my life. And that's why now I am 
probably the exact opposite of where I thought I'd be in high school, actively working in local radio to build a local community of the town that I swore I would leave after college. Uh, <laughs> my entire uh. selling point in marketing is our company is avidly planning to continue to build up our community and to make it better. And everyone in my company like wants to is, is has either been here for 30 years or is want, planning to stay for a very, very long time. And they all have roots and they're all here. And mm -hmm. a lot of my friends are still here. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just in this conversation, I've just been reflecting on like, yeah, like where I am now is worlds away from where I thought it would be my freshman or my sophomore year of high school, um, even my senior year of high school. Right. Doing what I'm doing now, which is promoting the place that I swore I would leave. And that doesn't mean that you have to stick around for 30 years, but it's really cool just to hear that, you know, you're in a place, you're in a company that's invested in uh, the local community and you're making an investment in that company. And, you know, even if you do move on, I'm sure that those, re those relationships that you build now um, will still, will still benefit you and you'll still be able to be a benefit to your, and uh, to your current community uh, after you do move on. So that's really great to, that's really great to hear that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And by no means the plan is not to stay here forever. I think that's just too, tra it's, I think there's a, there's a part of my, my TCKness that is just still like, just like rattling against that and being like, there's like, I've only been here for a couple months and now I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Where are we going next? Let's go. Like I have that. Um, yes. Yes. That's still just hitting. Um, and my fiance and I talk about that quite often. Um, we're always just like, okay, let's move to Florida now. Oh, wait, no, we can't. We have school and work. Okay, let's move to California now. Oh, wait, no, we can't. We have school and work. Um, well, let's move to yeah, South America. Great. Okay, no, we can't. We have school and work. Uh, <laughs> at least not for a couple more months. <laughs> yeah. TCK pro tip. When you feel like moving somewhere, stop and rearrange the furniture and see if that helps alleviate the feelings. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Right, that is wonderful. That's something my something my something my mother taught me that I put into practice in my life frequently. All right, well, thank you so much for taking the time to just share your story with us, John, and come on this podcast. And if you're listening in on this and would like to get connected with uh, with John's podcast, um, I'll have a link. Uh, I'll have a link up on uh, on the show on tckcare.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd encourage you to check that out and listen to his stories too. I'm sure that if you're listening to this and benefiting from it, you'll, you'll love his podcast just as much. So thank you, John, for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's been, and, um, you're actually going to be on an episode of my podcast. I don't know when this is going to come out, but you're going to be on an episode of my podcast. So, uh, your listeners be on the lookout for that. Um, look for his name look for steven's name in the notes it'll probably be named something different because i'm very creative with my names but look for steven's name in the notes and listen to that one there you go all right thanks john hey thanks for joining me steven black on another episode of tck care where we listen to a tck story and just talk about uh, what it means to be a tck one of the things that stood out to me from john's story was when he was talking about the the switch that happened in his mentality from just uh, working hard to move to the next thing um, 
to coming to a place where he was accepting of where he was um, in that moment and uh, just accepting a feeling of home. He said he was driving to Ohio and he said he felt like he was going home. I think that sometimes TCKs struggle with that feeling of uh, being home or knowing where to feel home or knowing where to allow yourself to feel home, to give yourself that permission, if you will, to be home. And I don't think there are any answers, but I would say, you know, it takes time. It really just takes time to get to know people, um, to build relationships, to become familiar with a place. And so if you are a TCK listening to this, I just want to encourage you to stick it out, whatever you, wherever you're at right now. If you feel like you're not home yet, just keep going through the motions and living your life and loving people and learning about culture, and um, I think you'll get there. If you would like to talk about your experience, um, I would love to hear from you. Um, You can always reach out to me on the contact page on tckcare.com. If you want to share your story on TCK Care, I would love that. I would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to talk and process and um, talk about what it means to be home or to get to a place of feeling like you are home, I would welcome that conversation as well. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the show and to share TCK Care with... uh, with your friends and family and uh, the people that need to listen to it. All right, I'll see you next week.